0: are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Can I get you to do me a favor? Why don't we stand together really quickly, if we could, one more time. And I'd really appreciate that welcome. And, uh, you know, it's just awesome. But can we give it up to Jesus right now? Come on, let's give Him some praise. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, raise your voices. Say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are good. God, you are good. Yes, Lord, you are. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. God, we thank you that we can come together, Lord, the bride of Christ, Lord, and be in this place today. And now, Father, God, we just thank you that we have this opportunity to hear from your word And God, today as we look into your word, Lord, I ask now in Jesus' mighty name that you would open every mind to understand. Father, I pray you would open every ear, Lord, to hear. And God, above all else, I pray now, Lord, in Jesus' name, you would open every heart to receive your word, that it would find good soil. And God, I ask for your anointing, Lord, that it would not be me that is seen or heard in this place, Father. But Lord, it is you and you alone. And God, I thank you for it now in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I want to kick this off today by telling you a little bit of a story or kind of giving you some background on an architect. Now, an architect's job is to uh, render a series or a a professional services in, in terms of drawings for different buildings and the design and construction of a building and and whether it's a group of buildings or or whether it, you know wherever it could be laid out it, it's his job is to design this group of buildings and he has to look at the space within the site that he is given to work with he has to look at things like the surrounding buildings what's the principal purpose of the building is it for home is it for office is it industrial use these types of things he also has to approach his work from two different levels now one level is called the macro level. In the macro level, the architect has to look at all the things such as what's the foundation like? What, what do we need for a foundation? What's the ground like? What's, what's the site like? What about water and sewer and power? These are the types of things that have to get in there. So, so what does he have to look at on that side of things? And then there's the other level which is called the micro level. Now the micro level is the construction side of the architect's work. And in the micro level, he has to look at all of the things such as the wiring and the insulation and the plumbing and the heating. And he looks at all of these different things and right down to where the furniture best fits in the room. And so this is what an architect does. Now, a really, really good architect, they consider especially how the interior of the building relates to the exterior, the environment, what's outside, and and how these two things can seamlessly tie together. You'll see this when you go to Banff. If you've ever been to Banff, Alberta, you drive into Banff, and it's a different place. It has a very different feel because the inside and the outside of the buildings all tie together with with the space and theme. So a really good architect likes to do these things, and he brings everything together in harmony. Now for us, for me and you today, if we are to build something... Then we have to follow a prescribed set of plans. Yes? yes? Now, this prescribed set of plans would be called what? It's called a blueprint. Very good. We have to follow a blueprint if we want to have the desired outcome. So, today I want to talk to you for a little bit about God's blueprint. God's blueprint, building a solid spiritual foundation. And we're going to turn to the book of Psalms today, Psalms 51. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to Psalms 51, we're going to be going through a lot of scripture today, but that's going to be all right because the Word of God is good, yes? yes. Psalms 51, I'm going to read, uh, start reading at verse 10. I'm going to read to verse 13 in Psalms 51. Here's what it says. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Verse 13 says this, Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will turn back to you. Now there's no way today that we can dissect this entire portion of Scripture. But there is so much packed in here. But today I want to focus on what it says in verse 10. And here's what it is. Again, it says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Now the very first word that David says here in this Scripture is the word create. Now, the word create means to fabricate something. The word create means to build something. And, and David speaks these, this word here. Lord, create in me a pure heart. Now, why does he speak this word create? Because David understands something that he learned a long time ago. And that was simply this. That God is his source. And I want to tell you today, God is your source. He is not your last resource. He is your greatest and first source above all and everything else. And David understood that he had to go back to the source if he wants to have something created anew in his life. And in this case, David says, Lord, create in me a new heart. You see, David understood that God was able to transcend space and time everywhere from the beginning to the end. The Bible says that he is the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, beginning and the end. And David understands that God can transcend this space and time and create anything at any time. And God wants to create in me and you today. David understood this because when you see in the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning God created. And God wants to continue to create in your life today. People walk around and they're so hopeless many times, but God wants to continue to create in your life. Do you believe that this morning? God wants to create something new in your life. John chapter 1 and verse 1 says this, It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was with God in the beginning. And through Him all things were made, and without Him nothing was made that has been made. And in Him is life, and that, that life was the light of men. You see, even in the book of John, John understood and knew that Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, had the ability to still create. That everything that, was been, that has been made and was made and that ever will be made, every area in, in this entire universe has been created by Almighty God. So David looks at this and he says, God, create in me. God, do something new in me. Create in me, O God, a pure heart. And God wants to create, one more time, a pure heart in some people this morning. God wants to create pure hearts in those that are outside of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God wants to create, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 1, it says this. It says that in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets, many times in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir over all things. And through all things and though and through him he made the Universe. God made the entire universe through Jesus Christ. You know, Micah 5, 2 says that he is from the beginning. He is from of old. The Bible actually says in that verse, says that he was the one from ancient days. Actually, actually translates into meaning that he was from before eternity even began. And he will be there when eternity is no more. I tell you right now in Jesus' name that God is still on the throne. That God is still alive. And he will be there there in your situation today. He will be in your situation tomorrow. He was there yesterday. He will be there tomorrow. I can guarantee you right now that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he still creates. He still makes new. He still sanctifies. He still saves. He still delivers. He still sets free in Jesus' name. That's the God that we serve. And he wants to do some creating. I want to tell you today that when God speaks a creating word, it's a forever word in Jesus' name. When God speaks a creating word, it's a forever word. Jesus, Philippians 1.6 says that, Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you can carry it on to completion to the day of Christ Jesus. That he, the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, who began a good work in you, come on, who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion in Jesus' name. Man, that's a a blessed hope we have today. That is such a blessed hope that God started something in your life. And I want to tell you today, do not allow the world to distract you from the plan of God. Do not allow the world to distract you from the plan of God. So the one who started to create in you will continue to create in you because He is not done with you yet. He has a plan for your life. He has destiny for your life. He has great things for your life. And do not allow the world to snuff those things out. Then David says this. He says, God, create in me. Psalms 51 again. He says, create in me. Why would David say, create in me? Why would he speak this word, create in me? You see, we have to stop looking. And David understood this, that we have to stop looking at everyone else's problems. We have to stop looking at everyone else's issues. See, it's easy for us to grumble and complain about what's wrong with somebody else. It's easy for us to grumble and complain, you know, about this or that and someone's like, you know, and you know, I know we all have these different people that there's Sister Bucket Mouth and she's blabbing off about this and there's, there's Brother Grumbler and he's, he's bickering and complaining about this. But you know what? God is saying, I don't want you to be looking at other people's situation. I want you to look at your situation in Jesus' name. Don't, don't be looking at how that person is, is not doing this or that. God's saying, what are you doing in your life? What, what, are, what needs to be done in your life? What are the things that need to be created new in your life? What are the things that need to be rectified in your life and straightened out in your life? God wants to do a new thing in your life. Don't worry about someone else's. God says, I want to fix you up. I want to create in you. Now, I know, see, we all like looking at other people's stuff, right? Come on. We all like to kind of go through the garbage, kind of see, oh, what what are they doing? Oh, look at that. We like to kind of root through some stuff and find this and find that and do this and do that so we got some juicy little nuggets to chew on and we got some some little bit of gossip we can spread around. Do you know why we like looking through other people's stuff? Because we already know all about our stuff. Oh, we already know how wretched of sinners we are. We already know that, that that we have things in our life that we would never want anyone to find out. We already know that we have stuff that are buried, that's buried deep. We already know that we've been hiding things. We already know there's things we've been doing that, oh, if Pastor Lance ever found that out, or or if Pastor Cindy ever found that out, or Pastor Hayward, or we know that, that there's things in our life that we say, oh, if my parents ever found that out, or if my friend ever found that out, then I tell you this morning, they'd be pretty upset, and you wouldn't know what to do with that. So we decide to try, and elevate ourselves in some way above other people and and we try to say, well, look what you're doing. When God is saying, no, look what you're doing. Create in me a pure heart, oh God. Create in me. You see, if we want to follow God's blueprint for building a solid spiritual foundation, the first thing we have to do is go back to the source, who is God. Secondly, we've got to say, God, in this place, I need you to look at me. So Jesus said in the book of Matthew... Matthew chapter 7. Here's what he said in verse 3. He says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? Here's the verse we like to skip over. Verse 5. You hypocrite! First take the plank out of your own eye and then you'll be able to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Let me lay it out for you a little bit. If I have what Jesus is saying, you have a piece of two by four sticking out of your face right about here. And you're going around and you're saying, oh, you know what? I see a speck in Pastor Lance's eye and I'm going to get at it. So you try to turn around with a piece of two by four sticking out of your face. But you're knocking people down. You're doing everything else. You're getting in other people's way. And no one can come to Christ because of the things that you have in your life. But yet you're pointing out all the flaws in someone else's. And Jesus is simply saying this. Listen, you can't get close to me with that plank in your eye. You have to get rid of that thing in your life that's causing you to stumble. Because not only is it causing you to stumble, you're knocking other people over with it. You're causing other people to stumble. You start dealing with the issues you have in your own life. And God's saying, let me deal with the issues in his life. I'll deal with the issues in Corey's life. I don't need to deal with those things. You just, you just, you just, God saying, you let me do what I want to do. You start dealing with the issues you have in your life. You start dealing with the addiction you have. You start dealing with the, with the anger issue you have. You start dealing with the, the, the lying problem you have. Or whatever that thing is, God is saying, I want you to deal with your stuff first. Don't look at someone else. I want you to look at your stuff. Then David next says, he says, God, create in me, what? A pure heart. He says, create in me a pure heart. Now, why would David say this? Just turn to your Bibles, if you have them today, to Psalms chapter 24. And we're going to read verse 3. And I'm just going to stop there for a second. And it says this, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Now see, David goes back to the source. David sees, like, God, I need you to create in me. Go back to the source and start getting the work done. Then he says, I want you to start doing this work in me, God. Now, what's, what's the first thing? Creating me a pure heart, oh God. And David is saying, who can stand in God's holy place? Who David knows this stuff. He knows from the time that he was just a little kid in in school when they they would study all of the Old Testament. Sorry, but the first five books of the Old Testament, called the Torah, the first five books. David would have went to school when he was about five years of age, and he would have stayed in school till about ten years of age. And by the age of ten, he would have known by heart the first five books of the Old Testament: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Known by heart. He knows the Word of God. It's been embedded in His Spirit. The the Jewish Jewish education system was based on the Torah, the five books of the Old Testament. David knows this stuff. David knows that God is the creator of the universe. David knows that God is able to refine. David knows that God is able to, to heal and restore. And David knows that if he wants the presence of God to flow through his life, the only way to have the presence of God flow through his life is through holiness. If we call ourselves followers of Christ and we do not have holiness in our life, then the wind of the Spirit of Almighty God will never blow through our lives. But instead, we'll always start picking at other people's stuff and going through other people's garbage. And God is saying, I want you to deal with your stuff. So David looks at this and he says, you know what? I need God for you to create in me a pure heart. I need holiness. See, the Bible says in Leviticus 1 and 2, 19, verses 1 and 2 it says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy, because I, the Lord your God, am holy. God requires holiness for his church, God requires holiness for his people. Yes, sometimes we're going to make mistakes. Yes, sometimes you're going to fall. Yes, sometimes it's going to hurt. But you know what? God is saying, I want you to walk in holiness. I want you to get up and fall. And then when you get up, you dust yourself off. You go to your room. You close the door. You get on your knees and you say, God, wash me clean. God, make me new. God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. And ask God to, to show you who you need to apologize to or whatever the case is. But ask God to create in you a pure heart and so you can become holy. The book of Hebrews says in Hebrews 12, the Bible gives us this this warning and an encouragement. And it says to make every effort to live in peace with everyone and be holy. And here's what it says. Without holiness no one will see God. Without holiness no one will see God. I want to tell you today the Bible is not too gray. The Bible is pretty much black and white. And I want to tell you today, I believe the Word of God still stands firm. And and many times in many Christian circles, the the loose living has just become popular. The way you act, the way you do things, the the way you you see things. And, And I've asked people this question many times. Are the things you're listening to bringing glory to God? Are the things you're watching bringing glory to God? Are the things you're doing bringing glory to God? And if not, you need to ask yourself, why am I doing these things? Because the Word of God says that we, the church, His bride, is to walk in holiness. Because without holiness, no one... Well, see, God, I want to tell you, church, and hear me this morning and hear my heart this morning that God has a plan and destiny for your lives and God wants the church to move forward, a mighty church, a church without spot and without wrinkle, a church that is filled with the Spirit of Almighty God where people come and they can be saved and delivered and set free and healed. And the God that we serve who created the universe wants to do that through you. But it's going to take holiness. We're going to walk in holiness to follow God with all of our hearts, all of our souls. First Peter uh, 1, 15, 16 says, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy. And there's that word, in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Then you go back to Psalms chapter 24 and you look at verse 4 and 5. So In verse 3 it says, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. You see, if we want the presence of God, the wind of the Spirit of Almighty God in our lives, then we have to walk in holiness. We have to have clean hands. We have to have a pure heart. We need to ask ourselves are my hands clean? Is my heart pure? Does my life glorify God? Then it says this: "Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false? Now, there's, there's a scripture in the book of Exodus chapter three, and it goes something like this: "I am the Lord, your God, I am a jealous God. You shall have some other gods before me." Is that what it says? It says, "I am the Lord, your God, and I am a jealous. You shall have no other gods before me." And you know we lived in a blessed society. Don't you think? We lived in a blessed country. Man, I tell you, we are. And this province of Alberta, it's the economic engine for this country. And we are so blessed. But you know, in the blessing, many times we forget about the goodness of God. And we we tend to sometimes set up for ourselves these idols, these things. And we need to ask ourselves, what are the idols in my life? What are the things that's distracting me from the things of God? You see, many times in our society, we settle for the good. And God is saying, I've got better. But we settle for the good. And God says, why don't you go for my best? Why don't you focus your life on me? Get on your knees. Get right with God. Ask God to forgive and repent before God and call out to Him in the stillness of the night and say, God, forgive me. Create in me a pure heart, O God. Create in me a pure heart, O God. Exodus twenty sixteen it says, You should not give false testimony, you see, God's blueprint for a solid foundation in our life is that we speak truthfully, that we don't slander people, we don't tell half-truths, that we, we do what God has called us to do, that we walk with God, that we speak the Word of God, that we speak goodness and grace and mercy and life, and that we elevate people, that we affirm people, that we raise people up to follow God, and above all else, that we... Follow God ourselves. So David says, Create in me a pure heart, O God. But why does David ask to say this? Why does David say a pure heart? Why a pure heart? What is the purpose of that? The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 it says this. It says, Above all else guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Now, there's that one little three-letter word there. It says this, above all else. All. He's saying that one little word, all, is actually all-inclusive. That one little word, all, means every area of your life to guard your heart. Above all else, above everything else. Why? Because it is the wellspring of life. It is out of your heart that everything else flows. The Bible says that from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And God says, I want you to guard your heart above all else because it is in the heart that you store the hurt. When someone speaks a word to you and it hurts, where do you feel it? In your heart. God says, you guard your heart. But God, they spoke something against me. Yeah, but you guard your heart. But God, you don't understand. Jesus says, oh, yes, I do. (laughs) Oh, when I hung on that old rugged cross and they walked by and they said things like, oh, you could save others, but you can't save yourself. Oh, but God, you don't understand how they treated me. Oh, yes, I do, because the word of God says that they took a crown of thorns and they pushed it down over his brow. And he felt that pain, that he was whipped with the Roman rods, that he suffered and bled and died on the old rugged cross. I want to tell you this morning, if there was anyone that knows what you went through, it is someone by the name of Jesus. And Jesus knows every hurt. Jesus knows everything you've been through. Jesus knows how it has affected you. And he also knows that you can rise above it. And he says, above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. The book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 44, says this. Sorry, verse 43. Jesus says, No good tree bears bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People don't pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. And the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let me ask you today, what are the things that you've been storing up in your heart? And what are the things that you have been speaking out of the overflow of your heart? From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's, let, me, let me paraphrase this for you. This is what Jesus is saying. Every one of us in this room, you and me, every person is known by what they say and do. That's what he's saying. Every one of us are known by what we say and do. People never listen to what you say until they see what you do. Do you know that? God wants us today to look at our lives, to look at our hearts, and say, God, create in me a pure heart. Create in me a new heart. That's why Jesus is saying above all else, God is saying in His Word, above all else, guard your heart because it is the wellspring of life. Uh, guard your heart because out of the heart this is where things flow. If, if you don't guard your heart, then the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Spirit of, of the Almighty God will not blow through your life. The wind of the Spirit will not will not do the things in your life that it needs to do and moreover it will not do the things in someone else's life that it needs to do because we have things in our heart that are not of God and God is saying I need you I need me every one of us in this room to have a pure and holy heart so above all else guard your heart Matthew 5 8 says that blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. You see, a pure heart is a holy heart. Purity actually means holiness. And then come back to what we said earlier without holiness, no one will see God. And God has called the church, his bride, to step up and be holy. The Word of God says that He is coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. The Word of God says that He is coming back for a bride that is pure. He's coming back for a bride that is holy. He's coming back for a bride that walks with Him. And I tell you, on the day that I got married and my bride walked into the back of that church, I remember and I was so excited because it was my bride. And I believe that Jesus Christ is waiting today for His bride. That Jesus Christ is waiting one more time to see a bride up that is holy and spotless and pure not something that has been tainted by the world not something that has been dragged through the mud but even though he will save you from any situation but once jesus saves you once he washes you clean he wants you to become his spotless bride in jesus name and he has called you to walk in holiness he has called me to walk in holiness to be the bride of christ and i want to tell you this morning That Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one who established the church here on earth, is not coming back for less than what he left. He is not coming back for less than what he left. He is coming back for a pure bride, a holy bride. And he wants you and me to be a part of that bride. But if we are to be a part of that bride, we have to walk in holiness. So if we want to have... A solid spiritual foundation in our life. We've got to follow God's blueprint. David understood that he had to get back to his source. David understood that it started with him in his heart. It doesn't start in someone else's heart. We pray to God, change him. God is like, forget it. I want to change you. How dare you? But 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 God's like no buts. I want to change your heart. But God, talk to the hand. God's like no buts. I want to change your heart. I want to walk. With, I want to walk with you. Let, 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 let's journey life together. Let's, can we get the band to come back, please? Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. David said, Lord, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that's the last thing that we see here in this verse, chapter 10. Sorry, chapter 51, verse 10. David says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. There he is again, within me, God. Do it in me, God. Now, it's interesting that this this word renew would be here. This word renew means to rebuild, yes? To renew something means to rebuild something. To renew something means to remanufacture or make over or fix up. But in the original Greek, this word renew, this is good. This is really good. you got to get this. If you're taking notes, write this down. This is really good. That word renew it actually means to renovate. You came to church today and you said, "God, I've had a rough week. I just need a few touch-ups." And God's like, "No, no, 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 no. No, no, no. God's not in the touch-ups, but he loves renovation." Come on. I said, "God's not in the touch-up, but he loves renovation." And he wants to do some renovating in your life today. God wants to make you new. God wants to do something brand new in your life. You see, the touch-ups come after the renovations are done. Yes? Come on, you came into this building. And I remember when you guys moved in here. And it was a great building and all that. But it needed some renovations. And after the renovations were done well, then it's time for a few touch-ups. God wants to renovate your life this morning. God wants to create in you a pure heart. God wants to set you free from the thing you've been struggling with. God wants to deliver you. God wants to heal you. God wants to do all things through you and in you for His glory and honor. But it's going to mean that we ask God to create in me a pure heart. Oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, that we, the church, will say, God, I surrender. God created me. Don't, I don't want to look any longer at my neighbor. I don't want to look any longer at how this person has been throwing me off track, God. I want to look at me. And say, God, I'll do whatever it takes. The Bible says in Matthew 6, when the disciples said, Jesus, teaches us to pray. And here's how it starts. You go to your room, and you close the door, and you lock it. And you fall upon your knees. And you say, God, I'm starting right here. I'm starting right here, God. This is, my, this is my sanctuary. This is my safe place, God. This is the place that needs to start. Create in me a pure heart, oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create in me. Remodel my life. If that's you this morning, and more importantly, if you're here first and foremost and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to tell you that God wants to create in you a pure heart. That God wants to do something new in your life. And you've been struggling and running from God for years and you've had encounter after encounter and you don't understand all of this, this God stuff. Maybe you don't understand all of this God talk and that's okay. God is saying, I want to create in you a new, a new heart. I want to do something new in your life. That the old will be God and the new will come. And God is saying, I'm going to renovate you. And what you once were, you will be a new creation. You might be a run down old building now. But I am going to make you a temple of the Holy Spirit. I am going to make you a new creation. And I want to tell you this morning, if that's you. If you are outside of Jesus Christ. First I want to ask you to come down here to the front. And fall upon your knees. And make a, a public confession of faith before these people. And say, God, I need that in my life this morning. And secondly, if you're here this morning and this word is spoken to your spirit, I want to charge you and I want to affirm you and I want to encourage you to forget about the past and move into the future. And God wants to create in you a pure heart. If that's you this morning, I'm going to ask you right now to stand right now right to your feet and say, God, raise your hands and say, God, create in me a pure heart. Come on, right now. Hallelujah. Say, God, create in me a pure heart. Start with me, God. Start with me, Jesus. God, I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Father, I need you, Jesus. Lord, create in me a pure heart. Father, create in me a pure heart, oh God. Lord, do a renovation work in my life this morning. Father, do a renovation in my life today, God. Lord, forgive me for the past grievances. Ask God to give you a spirit of reconciliation this morning. Ask him to give you that humble spirit and say, God, create. In me, a pure heart, O oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit. A spirit that follows hard after God. A spirit that does not get distracted. A spirit that does not go off the rails when someone says something to you. Or when somebody hurts you. But instead, you take all things to God. And say, God, renew. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, right now, we thank you for it. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.